Hello, listeners, and welcome to The Edge Podcast. I am your host, Leslie Vickery, CEO and founder of Clear Edge Marketing. For those of you new to The Edge, we feature executive women in the recruitment industry in an effort to shine the light on the wonderful women leading our industry forward and for up-and-comers. If they can see it, women in executive roles, and understand the day in the life of the C-suite, they can certainly envision and be it. For today's episode, it brings me great pleasure to welcome Janelle Beeler, president of ADECO Canada. Welcome, Janelle. Thank you so much, Leslie, for having me. Thank you for joining us and sharing your story, which our listeners will soon find out all about. I'm very excited to have you as part of our conversation here today. Let's start out a little bit by learning about your background in ADECO Canada and your rise into the role you're in today. Absolutely. So Leslie, I've been with ADECO for about eight years. I actually started out my career with ADECO US as a regional vice president over Los Angeles and Hawaii. I have been really fortunate in my eight years to have a lot of opportunity put in front of me and a lot of chances to be in a variety of different roles. So in those eight years, I've held six different roles within the organization. My last role bringing me up to Canada, where I've been for the past two years running our business and our operations up north. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. I have to say in reflecting on how we met actually, and thinking about our journey together here, Janelle, it's a recent one. We were actually introduced due to our common friend and mentor, Joyce Russell, who's the president of ADECO Group's U.S. Foundation. Joyce made sure we were both part of a very important program for Dress for Success. We actually met for the first time in person just this past week during SIA's Executive Forum in Miami, and I have to tell you, Janelle, in that brief introduction into the meeting we had together, something you said about interviewing for your position with Joyce and getting offered a job, it really stood out to me. So I'm hoping you wouldn't mind kind of going back to that moment in time and sharing the story of your conversation with Joyce. I love sharing this story uh, because I think it's it's maybe a bit unique. And when I was interviewing, you know, eight years ago for the role at Zecco. I was in my final interview with Joyce, who was our U.S. president at the time. And I remember sitting down with her and she made what was interesting to me about the role. And I was coming into a role where somebody had been in that role for the last 14 years. And I remember saying to Joyce, you know, if you are looking for somebody to be in this role for the next 14 years, then I'm the wrong person. What I'm looking for is to be able to come into a company where there's opportunity for me to keep learning and growing. I want to be able to come in, do a great job, perform, and have the only question that you have to answer be, where am I going to promote you next? And what opportunity can we give you? And, and I remember Joyce looking at me and she's like, you know what, you're hired. And, and it was the answer that I needed to hear because I think it was the first time in my career, Leslie, that I actually sat down at an interview with the purpose of taking my career into my hands and making sure that this wasn't, you know, a, a role I was taking just because it seemed like the right fit now, but that it was going to give me the opportunity to grow and develop in the way that I wanted to. And the way that Joyce answered and the conversation that kind of followed that and, and you know, the progression that I've had in the last eight years 
it was clearly the right decision and she was clearly the right leader to really hear that and see how she could tap into that with me. I absolutely love that story. And the reason I was hoping you would share it is that a lot of women do not take control of their own career. We often sit back and wait for other people when it comes to promotions or increases and so forth. You went in with something that I think is really important, and that's a succession seat in mind, really thinking about your career and where you could grow within the company and making it really clear at the outset during your interview so there aren't any questions about where you're headed, what you're looking to do, and making sure that it's the right company to get you to where you wanted to go with your career. So I hope listeners that you um, take that to heart and remember when you're thinking about your next role to try the similar approach that, that Janelle took. It certainly worked out well for you. So Janelle, the ADECO Group's U.S. Foundation is a supporter of Dress for Success, and Joyce actually sits on its national board. And we are both honorees, as I mentioned, thanks to Joyce, of their Women's History Month campaign called Your Hour, Her Power. Now, I know how I felt when Joyce first called me about this, when she first told you about the campaign and you being selected as one of the campaign honorees. What was your initial reaction? I'm sure, like you, Leslie, I was thrilled and, and extremely honored to be able to be a voice for Dress for Success. It's such an organization that um, I think it really aligns with a lot of what we do in our industry. You know, we, we are people industry. We're all about how we can make an impact on the communities that we serve. So the associates that we place, the people we work with, clients we work with, but, but ultimately the communities that we support. And so for me, it just brought that all home because I love that their, their mission and something that they talk about a lot is that when we empower women and we know that when women work, families thrive, communities prosper, and the economy grows. I just felt like that was in such alignment with what I do every single day with putting people to work at a deco. So it, it just made me really excited to be part of something that was making that happen for people. So for those maybe who aren't familiar with the Your Hour, Her Power campaign's mission, would you mind sharing a little bit about the background with that and why your company is so active with Dress for Success and the campaign? The campaign, Your Hour, Her Power, is really all about donating uh, one hour of your pay to help empower women by funding programs for Dress for Success. And, and I think it, it, again, ties back to how when we can make women successful, uh, what that can do to our overall communities and, and helping women really achieve their goals. So the mission of ADECO and the mission of Dress for Success are very closely aligned. And it's something that we've been part of now for the past couple of years. I know Joyce has become board of directors and it, it's just in such alignment with what we believe that it makes it a nice partnership to be able to get active in the communities and be able to support them. I too, Janelle, was so excited about being part of the initiative in the campaign. When I started digging deeper into the goals of Dress for Success and the statistics around the women who are part of the program, I noticed that of the women they serve, 60% are women of color, 50% live below the poverty line, and 44% are single moms. My mom's a single mom as well, so that struck a chord with me, and it really made me reflect on our own industry and how by partnering with organizations like Dress for Success and introducing women and talent to our industry, 
how we could actually tap into a talent pool to help kind of move the needle from a DEI perspective within our own space. It really got me thinking about our own industry and the data surrounding staffing and women in leadership. And it really tells an interesting story. So when you think about it, and you've been part of this industry for a while as well, we have really more women than men oftentimes at companies in entry-level roles. However, it drops so significantly when you get into the C-suite where it's nearly 80-20, 80% male to 20% female ratio, of course, depending on which studies you're, you're looking at. Clearly, Rated does a wonderful story on the statistics in the industry as well as the Women's Business Collaborative, which is also made up of all of the national associations looking at the data. The last report had showed 4% women of color in the C-suite as well. So again, looking at Dress for Success in this campaign really felt good to me as we look at ways we can diversify our industry. That said, when I think of Joyce and her legacy, I think of a woman, Janelle, who I believe helped elevate more women into the C-suite than any other person in our industry. As a company, when you think of ADECO as a whole, what are you all doing to advance women in the workplace? And perhaps you can share a few examples, even outside of your own company. Is there anything that stands out to you as an industry that we can do to further advance women? So within ADECO, what are you doing and, and what do you think we need to do as an industry? Leslie, I love that you actually started kind of that question with speaking about Joyce and what she has really almost single-handedly done within our industry to elevate women, to support women, to advocate women. I think she is the shining example of somebody who is willing to speak women's names in a room full of opportunities. And she's such a connector. And I think there's so much we can all learn from how she interacts with women in the industry. Because at the end of the day, in order for us to really help women rise, in their careers and, and help women understand how they can support and pull up other women, it's really emulating a lot of those same behaviors. It's making the introductions, it's mentoring, it's you know doing all the things that we can to help women overcome that imposter syndrome that they might have and get them comfortable with being in these types of environments and, and taking charge and being the CEO of their career. I really appreciate too, at DECO, a lot of the things that we're doing kind of under the banner of the U.S. foundation that Joyce now runs. She has three pillars that are really the focus in the foundation, and they revolve around upskilling and reskilling, gender equity, and then also charitable giving. And a lot of the programs that we work with, Dress for Success being one of them, kind of go across all three of those pillars. But one of the programs that I think probably hits home the most for me in terms of internal colleagues, because a lot of these programs also impact the associates that we place, the candidates that we work with. But internally, we run a program called Engage, which is really a uh, mentorship program where women leaders that are kind of mid-level in their careers are selected to be part of this program. And they go through this extensive year-long program where they are learning new skills. Maybe it's how to um, truly run a PL or how to be a leader that can advance other leaders. And they're paired with coaches and they're given all these opportunities to not only interact with each other, but with other women who have kind of hit those parts of their career that can lend that advice and support to them. So I just think it's such a great example of what we are tangibly doing every single day to take 
our women leaders that we see as high potential and really give them the skills to elevate and move into those C-suite roles. There's a lot of lessons we can take from what you're doing at ADECO. And I love one of the statements that you mentioned around being the CEO of your career, which is exactly what you were doing during your initial interview with Joyce and something that I believe, again, as I think about the gap we talked about in the industry and why there aren't more women in the C-suite. I've talked to many guests on our own podcast about this, about being your own champion. And I'm going to take your advice on the CEO of your career and, and share that far and wide, Janelle, because I think it's a really smart way to think about what you need to do to be in that succession seat and to continue moving up and will help shorten the gap, quite frankly, and, and make more women, I think, encouraged to go into the C-suite. So when I think about you and your background, and I was reading up on you, Janelle, I was excited to hear about a book that you're a part of. So tell us about your feature in the book, Power Moms, which was written by New York Times bestselling author and Wall Street Journal career columnist, Joanne Lublin. How did it come about? What lessons did you learn on the journey? And tell us a little bit about what your feature covers. So- Thank you for asking about Power Moms. It's kind of a funny story about how I actually came to be involved with the book. I actually had written a blog for ADECO US and it was in Women's History Month. They were featuring different people throughout ADECO and they asked me to write something about being a mom of two young girls. And at the time I had recently come back from maternity leave with my youngest. And um, I kind of wrote something that was funny about all the juggling that we do, trying to be a working mom and also trying to be, you know, a great mom and be present at home. And that blog actually caught the attention of Joanne, who was the author of Power Mom. And she reached out to me and asked if I would be interested in being here as one of the women for her book. And I was, you know, beyond excited to get the opportunity to talk to her. And her theme of her book was really about featuring women who have risen to certain points in their career that are also moms that are really trying to balance all of it. And, and how do they do that? And what are practical tips? And you know, how can we as women also support each other in that journey? And I think that was the part that I loved about it the most. It ties in with what we're talking about today. It was really about how can we you know, break down barriers for other women? And so as I interviewed with her, and she's, she's a fantastic journalist. She got me talking about something I didn't think I was going to talk about, but actually ended up making it into the book. And so she really started talking about some of the challenges that I've had with being a mom and trying to balance things. And we got to talk about the fact that while I was at Adeco early in my career, I actually had two miscarriages in between my two daughters. And it was a really tough time, both personally and, and at work. And I got talking and got pretty emotional about how much support I had from the people I worked with at ADECO. Women, of course, like Joyce, uh, women like Christy Willis, who was my boss at the time, but also from the men that were part of my team and the way that people just jumped in to, you know, offer help and take opportunities off of my plate so that I could focus on being at home and, and being part of what I needed to do. And it, I really shared that story as a way to showcase how both men and women can help support and be those advocates for women in the workplace, whether they're going through something like that, or it's a new mom coming back from maternity leave, or any of these types of things that we, as women, have to balance with our career. So it turned into an amazing piece that I was very, very proud to talk about. I think it's also a subject that we don't always talk about 
as women. And, and after the book was published and I had done a little bit of talking about it, it was amazing to me how many other women came out and, and talked to me and said how much they were inspired by the fact that I shared that and it made them comfortable feeling like they could share it as well. Being transparent and vulnerable isn't always easy. However, I agree with you completely by being open to sharing your story. It again allows other women to realize that they're they're not alone. There are other people who are going through this and make it more, I think, acceptable too, to talk about different topics that seem so personal that are important to share because it's what you're going through. You're also working and have situations that you're experiencing. And we, while we try not to bring everything to work, sometimes it's hard not to. So the more we can talk about what we're experiencing and going through, just the, the better. So I really applaud you for sharing that story and being so transparent and open to talking about it. Thank you. Thank you. So Janelle, the title of the book is Power Moms. And as you mentioned, you're a mom of two daughters. When you think of the Dress for Success mission and the campaign, and quite frankly, you're involved in a lot. So all of the other programs you're a part of to advance women in the work in the workforce, really, what message would you share as a mom with your two daughters? I say something quite a bit to my daughters, and then I, I realize I say it a lot of times to women I work with and, and women I'm mentoring. And I really believe that as women taking charge of our careers and, and trying to be the CEO of our careers, that we have to not be afraid to stand up and not be afraid to stand out. I think that so much comes from us realizing that we can be in our own authentic power and that that, that means a lot. And so many of us suffer from imposter syndrome. I know you even wrote about that in the book you were featured in and that you co-authored for Together We Rise. And imposter syndrome is real. And, and the more that we can encourage our daughters from a young age to have the confidence and to be able to stand up for what they want to speak to, have that voice, and, and also give them the permission to stand out and not always feel like they have to mix in with how everybody else is doing it. I think that's what creates women that come to that, come with that confidence to work and, and that same authenticity that they can bring to the workplace that helps empower other women. And what a gift to share with your daughters at such a young age, the stand up and stand out piece. It will help them tremendously throughout their career. And knowing how you are, they will certainly pay that forward with others in their lives and, and continue to help women see and be confident in you know being able to do the stand up and stand out piece, which is really hard to do sometimes. And the more we practice it, the easier it gets, but it's something we have to continue to, to practice and do. And I, I really loved something else that I learned about you when I was reading about your Our Her Power campaign, your specific campaign, and you talk about helping others. And you had said, and I'll just quote it, in my career, I have learned that the ladder to success works both ways. As women, we must be equally focused on climbing up and reaching down to pull other women up alongside us. At what stage would you say in your career did you realize this? And perhaps you have a story you can share of someone rising you up. I think it took me a while to realize this. I think when I was young in my career, I was very focused on my career progression and, and what I could do to move forward and how I could stand up for myself to make sure that I was getting the right opportunities and, and putting myself in a position to keep moving forward. And 
I think I had that moment where I realized I had somebody come to me that actually asked me to help them. They said, you know what? I'm really struggling. I could use you as a mentor. I need somebody to bounce ideas off of. And I'm, I'm just feeling like I am struggling. And I remember in that moment thinking that even when you don't realize it, there's someone that's always kind of watching what you're doing. And, and I think it's important for us to remember that because there are a hundred different ways that we can help people, right? Whether with that formal mentoring or helping them through a particular problem, but sometimes it's just how you're showing up to work that makes people feel comfortable enough to say, you know what, you're open and I can ask for that help and, and be vulnerable by asking for that. And I think at that moment, I realized, hey, we have a responsibility to kind of make sure that other women around us feel that they can ask for help because so often, especially early in my career, I didn't feel like I could ask for help. And, and I think going back to Joyce, one of the moments where I really did ask for help and it, I feel like it really launched me into a different sphere of my career. Um, I remember talking to her outside of the conference and uh, she had just come back from speaking at Davos. I asked her, I said, I kind of joked around with her and said, how do I get to do that? How do I, how do I maybe get to speak at Davos one day and you know, be on stage and be part of all these amazing things that you get to do? And I remember her saying, you know, if you're serious, let me, let me think about that. I said, I am serious. I, I would actually really love to understand that. I think when you're young in your career, you have no idea how to do those things. And uh, she came back to me a month later, plugged me in with this incredible organization called the Exceptional Women's Alliance. And I became part of one of their cohorts and was assigned a mentor. And it took my career in an entirely different direction, all because I had the conversation. And, and I was encouraged to have that conversation by the colleague that came to me and asked for help. So I just think that as we look to kind of pull other women up with us, we have to make it okay for people to ask for help and make people feel comfortable with that because you don't know until you ask how somebody might be able to kind of help you get to that next step within your career. Oh, I love that story. Thank you for sharing. And it's one of my favorite sayings is if you don't ask, you won't get yes. And it's such an incredibly powerful yet simple statement. And you're right. A lot of people don't ask. It could be asking for help for anything. I always talk about being an entrepreneur and getting started you know, with even clear edge marketing and being really comfortable early on asking for help because I knew I didn't know everything and I, and I needed the help and that it's okay to ask for help. And just knowing that there are people out there who are hungry and ready and willing to help you if you just make that ask. So again, when you said stand up and stand out as well, you always, you stand up for yourself and you stand out in the way that you deliver what you're asking and how you ask and how you deliver and just your career and all of the things you do. What a great example. We talked a little bit about your daughters. We've talked a lot about Joyce and other people who, you know, mention your name in a room when you're not there, how important it is to have sponsors and mentors and people to turn to. Just so much to take away from this podcast and conversation today, Janelle. Thank you so much for giving all of your insights to us. That said, before we close out, are you okay with a few rapid fire questions? Oh, I love that. Okay, here we go. We always close our podcast with this. So I try to change up the questions every once in a while just to keep the audience and guests on their toes and myself, quite frankly, because I never know how people are going to answer. So we'll start with the first question. 
When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? I love this question because the answer, I think, was always a little bit surprising to people. I wanted to be the president of the United States because I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to change the world. And I just thought that was the role that I needed to be in to make an impact. So I think it's kind of funny that now I get to be in a different type of role where I make an impact every day. But that was from early on what I wanted to do. Oh, wow. Well, you are a president. <laughs> so you've accomplished that and you are making quite an impact. That's fantastic. What I will say about you, Janelle, is it sounds like you were dreaming big since you were a young child. And that's something I talk about a lot is that when you start to dream, to dream bigger, because oftentimes we don't dream big enough. So great job for you for dreaming so big. What is one trend in our industry that you're seeing as being the next big thing? You know, I think we heard a lot about this at the SIA Executive Forum last week and automation. And But I think it's automation in terms of how we can enhance and improve candidate experience and how we can make our industry better and faster for the people that we're serving. So I think that that is not going away. And the more that we can embrace that and jump on that train quickly, the faster we're going to be and the better we're going to be at taking care of the people that need jobs. Excellent. I love it. Automation. And one key thing you mentioned, the biggest challenge I'm seeing in our industry when it comes to technology is adoption. So definitely embrace the technology and make it work for the best for your business. Okay. The next two questions don't have to be about work or professional. They can be, but let's dive in here. What is one app that you cannot live without? Oh my gosh. I think that's a busy mom. It's Amazon. <laughs> I yes. Everything happened last minute. <laughs> you know, what's so funny about that is I must always have Amazon open on my phone because my son is always like, well, mom, can't we just add that to the cart? It doesn't matter what it is. It could not have anything to do with Amazon, but I must say, we'll just get it at Amazon, add it to the cart, whatever. So now he's, he's repeating that he's quite the little, the little consumer, but I agree with you. Okay. So tell us, Janelle, what are you listening to, watching, or learning from at the moment? And again, this doesn't have to all be business. It can be a combination of both. That is a good question. I you know, recently started reading Simon Sinek's book, Leaders Eat Last. I'm loving that book for a lot of the lessons that he speaks to. On that note, too, I'm so thrilled that Ted Lasso is coming back. If you want to talk about something I'm watching, because one, I find it to be a great comedy, but I feel like I learn a lot of great leadership lessons and find nuggets that I can use with my team on that, too. So that's kind of a little more lighthearted, but something fun that I'm watching. And then I just discovered, too, a new um, a new podcast called Code Switch put out by NPR. I actually discovered this in Black History Month. It was something that was recommended to me. It's all about race and ethnicity. And you spoke a little bit about women of color and, and how they're underrepresented in the C-suite. And I just found it to be a really great podcast that was helping me learn how I can be a better ally and a better advocate. And was that called Code Switch? Code Switch, yes. It's put out by NPR. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. I will definitely check that out. All right, Janelle, thank you so much for sharing your story and such great advice. It is a true honor to be a fellow honoree for the campaign, Your Hour, Her Power for Dress for Success. I'm so grateful that Joyce put us both forward so we could meet at this stage in our career and, and learn and continue to grow with each other. You've given us so much to think about 
inspiration and practical takeaways. If someone's listening to the podcast and they'd like to connect with you, what's the best way to reach you? Oh, they can reach out on LinkedIn. That's the easiest way. And I will make sure that I uh, respond quickly. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And also for anyone interested in contributing to the Dress for Success, Your Hour, Her Power campaign, you simply just need to go to yourhourherpower.org and be sure though to select either Janelle or my campaigns. Both of it will go to such a wonderful, wonderful group and organization. We truly appreciate your support as we look to make a big difference in the workforce and providing more opportunities for women. Thank you again, Janelle, for being part of our show. Thank you so much, Leslie, for including me.